All right, everybody. Dog Nation, it's another Wednesday night. Time to go before the hedges. And, folks, I am psyched. I am stoked tonight. Uh, this man, this young man, 4.33 grade point average out of California. I mean, Brock Bowers, recent Georgia commitment. First of all, from hey, Brock, from everybody here at Dog Nation, everybody watching on Facebook, everybody on YouTube, Hey, man, good evening. How are you doing? And we're so glad you're here with us tonight. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. So, so guys, um, here's what I got to talk to you about. You know, sometimes we, we sit here and we start chatting um, before we go live. And, you know, props to everybody on Facebook, props to everybody on, on YouTube. And one of the things, you know, Brock's just got a story that just keeps on going right here. Number one, Brock, I want you to tell us about What's the status of high school football in California? And what are you doing? I hear like you've got to get a virus rate count underneath a certain stipulation so you guys can remove yourselves from the remote learning. What's that been like for you right now? Um, I mean, we're, we're five days into being under 100 cases like each day or like 100 new cases, I should say. But um, once we get four, like two weeks in a row, we finally get to go back to school. So, I mean, I, I'm, I can't wait for that. So if, if this wasn't enough, I guess, upheaval into Brock's life, let me, let me just check off all this stuff. You would talk about adversity. So he's got the pandemic. He's got remote learning. He's got, um, if you guys are following the news, last week was a messy time in California. Brock, what's it been like with the wildfires out there, man? How has it affected your community? Um, I mean, I was going to come on the show last week, but um, the fires broke out on Tuesday or Wednesday. And we were thinking we we're gonna to have to evacuate my grandparents because they live on the other side of the valley and the fires were over there. So we've had a bunch of wildfires and the smoke's finally getting better like today and yesterday. So, I mean, we're, we're, we're good now over here, but still, still a lot going on. I mean, it sounds like coronavirus or no coronavirus, you probably wouldn't have been able to practice or have a game this week, right? Yeah, probably like, Last week's game would have for surely got canceled, and maybe this week's game would have got canceled with all the smoke and the wildfires happening too. So crazy. And I, I guess Brock, what is the timeline now for your senior season of high school football? I mean, folks, if this isn't upheaval, and everybody's lives are being flipped upside down with this stuff, but I was talking to Brock about his participation in the All American Bowl, and he's like, "Yeah, but my, that might be the first week of my." Sp- my winter spring season out in California. I mean, right now, when are you expected to play your senior year? I mean, I think we're expected to start on January 9th or 10th or 8th, 9th or 10th, one of those three days. Um, and then we'll just have like our regular season from there. But we're supposed to start practices in early December, like true padded practices. But um, I'm not sure like when we'll start getting back out in the field. Hopefully when we go back to school, we'll be able to do that. So. We'll see. So, so Brock, I think I, one of the things I want to make sure everybody knows about you, uh, your mother is an educator. She's a math teacher, right? And is that, that's the reason, maybe part of the reason why you have that 4.3 grade point average. But also from listening to you over the, year, over the last year, you're just a competitive dude. You want to get after it with those textbooks too, right? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean whenever like someone gets a test back, and they're like, oh, I got this score. I, I always want to beat them, like, in, the, in there. I don't know what it is, but that just, like, happens to me. 
And yeah, it helps my mom's a teacher too, because she's able to help me out with some stuff like at school too. Man, what's your best subject, Brock? What do you think it is, math? Yeah, math. Wow. I want you to, I want you to, I want you to take us back to the first moment when you were feeling Georgia as a potential spot for you. What was your initial reaction? And then what did you kind of have to figure out? Cross country, that sort of thing. What was the moment when you thought, you know, I could, I'm, I just might be a bulldog? Yeah, I mean, it was pretty funny. I remember like in the spring last year, uh, in my sophomore season, going into my junior year, I was sitting out in my car just talking to Coach Hartley. And I was like, really, I'm, I'm talking to Georgia right now? Like, that's, that's like kind of crazy. I don't know if I could see myself going out there. And then we ended up taking the trip. And I just like, there was just like something about the coaches there and like the energy that they brought over there. And that, like that first junior day I went to was just really cool to me. Do you have a moment or you have some, if you had to, I don't know, tell a teammate about Hartley and everybody, everybody just calls him Hartley now, I think, man. And, you know, he was the ones that, you know, you, you took the self-guided visit with your folks and he was trying to help you out as much as he can. I think he, he told me he gave you a pamphlet or created a, a document yeah. that you got. What's Hartley like for, for guys that just think of him as a, a tight ends coach that gets all these All-Americans? I mean, what's Hartley actually like? I mean, he just seems like a good, like, family dude. And, like, w- when I said he made, like, the pamphlet, it, he made, like, probably a two-inch thick book, like, of stuff to do and places to eat. So, like, that – like, my family just thought that was, like, really funny. But, um, yeah, he's just – he just seems like a really good, like, down-to-earth guy. So. Brock, how would you describe the, the plan and the role that Georgia has for you? What gets you excited about playing in Munkin's offense? Yeah, I mean, I just think that, um, like, they, just, they kind of have a plan to get their playmakers the ball. And if I prove myself to be a playmaker out there, then I'll, I'll be able to get the ball too. So um, just, just kind of want the ball in my hands. I also want to, like, just get utilized how I want to get utilized, basically. Brock, what was the – was there a – let me call it a come-to-Georgia meeting. Was there, like, a come-to-Georgia meeting with you and your folks – was it after the Washington visit or was it on the way or after the Georgia visit where it really seemed to you like Georgia was going to be the place? When did that, when did that kind of germinate for you? Um, like after the Washington visit, we kind of all sat down and we were just making a plus minus and we were just thinking about all like the people over people over Georgia, like surrounding the program and also what we've heard and also, like, the, the small town, obviously. And, like, I don't even – like, a couple um, – like, a month or two ago, I was just – I was just kind of talking to one of my friends. I'm like, yeah, like, I like like Washington. I like a couple other, like couple other schools, but I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure Georgia's going to be – going to be the top prep. Top. Like, it was just kind of crazy. Like, I knew, like, deep down, like, that long ago, too. Like, it was weird. It's funny. Uh and I've been doing this, folks, for more than a minute. I mean, I would probably say if there was a tally of how many Georgia commitments we've had on before the hedges, it's at least over 100, 110 now <clears throat> before they arrive on campus. But, Brock, I think you're the first guy that ever said, and I'm kind of paraphrasing here, but you kind of said, I just wanted to be in a small town. I didn't want to be around a lot of people. 
And it was funny with the pandemic. I know you know that 95,000 people are in the stadium and maybe 200,000 people are in the stadium on the game weekend, but then it shrinks considerably. It's like the second largest county size-wise, second smallest county size-wise in the state of Georgia. You just really wanted a place where you could chill and not be around a lot of folks in traffic, right? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of like how it is in Napa. Like, you can just get from one side of town to their side of town and, like, 15, 15, 20 maybe if like traffic's a little bit bad. But I mean, I just like that feeling, just not being around a ton of people and just being able to kind of do my own thing when I'm like outside of football and school and everything. I want people to hear this from you, Brock. I want you to discuss or kind of catalog everything you've done, all the positions you've played for your Napa High football team. Um, I mean, freshman year, I was, I was a quarterback freshman year, ran triple option. So that, that was so much fun, just like <laughs> being able to make my reads and everything, get the ball every play. But like um, on defense, I'd, I'd play outside linebacker or DN usually, like all four years or like going to my fourth year. Um, and then I'd also return kicks, return punts, kind of do that stuff. And also, yeah, and then – Last year, I was getting moved around a bunch from wide receiver to running back, um, like tight end, like the wing. And then also, um, yeah, that's the running back. Yeah, running back. Yeah. There was a game I tracked. He had an 81-yard kickoff return. I think he had 150 yards receiving. I think you had 65 yards rushing, and I think you made five or six tackles on defense. But that, that's just what you do for Napa, right? That's kind of your game, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I love doing it, just going both ways, just kind of doing doing my thing, just being able to get the ball, being able to run, and just being able to hit people on defense and just knock them off the field. So, folks, I want to get your questions ready. I've only got one more, I think, for Brock, and then everybody else can, you know, hit the, hit the YouTube feed, hit the Facebook feed with all your questions. But, um, you know, everything that we're, we're talking about here – with Brock and, and football. And I want to take you back to mama's boy. I want to take you back to that breakfast. I called it a power breakfast. It was Chaz Chambliss, who's a walking muscle himself. And then you got Brock Vandegrift. What are you guys doing? What are you guys talking about? I mean, cause like, I think when Brock, when you, you committed, he said another future roommate on board or whatever, but what did you already kind of, feel from those guys that those were the type of dudes you'd want to play with? I mean, we were just, we were just talking about, like, it wasn't anything completely special. It was just like small talk kind of stuff. I mean, like just how great it'd be to put all play together there. So it, it was, it was actually uh, really good to meet up with them. Cause they're, they're going to be like my people coming in. And yeah, like when, when Chaz walked in, I was like, damn, this dude is like big. It, it was, it was funny. He looks like a he looks like a college sophomore, man. Yeah. Um, and you know, the other thing that people get wrong about you is everybody's like, okay, Brock is six three and a half. He's two thirty-five now. He'll be two fifty when he when they put weight on him. And I'm like, whoa, 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 hold on a minute. I don't think that's Brock's game. I think they want him to be a speed demon. I think they wanted to create matchup nightmares with backers and safeties and maybe, maybe split out wide and get in that slot and run by dudes. I mean. I think your ideal muscled up frame might be six, three and a half, cut up 230, 235 at the most. Is that the vision you have for yourself as a college football player? Um, yeah, I mean, I think max I'd want to be like two, like um, 
just like complete max would be like 240, 245. But like that would, that would be it. Um, but like the one thing Coach Smart has like always told me is just like don't lose your speed trying to get big at all. So he, he, he just keeps emphasizing like speed, speed, speed for me. Speed. That's right. And, you know, folks, the best, good thing about Brock is he has an offer from Nevada. I believe it's just Nevada. And then you go to an opening regional your junior year. You have a vertical leap of 40 inches. You run a 4.51, 4.52 something laser. And then your world really basically changed all up, right? Yeah. Yep. It, it was pretty crazy. It all just opened up after that. That's kind of why they can call it the opening. After you did that, you you had an opening to your recruiting process. Um, let me let me be, give the honors to to YouTube tonight, guys. You got a question for Brock? I'm gonna I'm going to uh, uh, throw it your way. David Etheridge has one for you, Brock. He wants to know which feeling is better: a big catch or taking someone to church on a block. Uh, he's talking about a highlight hit. That's a nice little term, taking him to church on a block. What's better for you? Um, I mean, there's just kind of something about just driving dude off the ball and just burying him. There's just something about it. I don't know, but <laughs> I think I think it'd be I think it'd just be burying a dude on a block. Uh, Brock, somebody wants to know. I think I know the answer here. Which southern food? Bank six. Thank you for your question. He wants to know which southern food are you wanting to try first? Um, I mean. <laughs> I don't really know. I remember Coach Hartley had me try grits down there, and I'm just—I was just not huge into the texture. But I'm—I'm I'm not sure. I'm not sure yet. Oh man, that's funny. Grits. I see you tried grits. Was it shrimp and grits, or was it just straight grits? Uh, we went to a breakfast place on um, when I went down there for the junior day, and it was just straight grits. And I—I I don't know. I just—I didn't really like the texture at all. It was pretty funny. Hmm. I know what your favorite thing to eat in Athens is right now. Tell us about your favorite dish for breakfast. Oh, uh, the the cinnamon roll at Mama's Boy was just like the best cinnamon roll I ever had. Like I just I was eating it, and all of a sudden it was just gone. Like I don't, I don't even know what happened. So so Chaz looks like everybody's after picture in their workout regimen. Is he eating healthy at that breakfast with some grits and biscuits and sausage, or is he having like a kale shake and some, you know, a yogurt or something like that? Is is he knocking down a, a, a cinnamon biscuit too, cinnamon roll too? No, I mean he he walked in, he was like he like he was massive, and then he just sat down, and ate like um, a bacon egg and like cheese sandwich, and that was it, like just a little tiny one. I was like, that's all you're gonna eat? Like I was I was really confused. I was I thought he was gonna be like like big eating. Wow. Uh, you know, people want to, they want to know this too. Kenneth Wiggins, the second and Cody Taylor are talking about this. The Bowers family literally paid their own way to Athens twice, stayed a couple of nights, toured the place, hung out with the Vandegrifts later that night before you went back to the hotel and back to the airport. You know, you know what do you think that shows about how you had to research this on your own? Because one of those would have been an official visit, but why did you guys feel led to get that done and get that out of the way so you could make that decision? I mean, I, I just um, – it got narrowed down to a point where I was just kind of ready to get it over with. And I was just kind of – like my parents kind of tell I was just kind of dragging. And they, they were like, I mean, we can just go and get it over with if you want. And I was like, I mean, sure. So it, it, was, it was pretty good going there, like the second time especially. 
I guess eventually you'll get an official visit to Athens. I mean, I don't know if it's going to be anytime soon, but I'm, I think you said you just want it to be done. So if you take any college visit officially or any more visits, it's going to be to Athens on an official. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the plan. Unless something like dramatic changes, but I, I don't really see that happening. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of people jumping in on there. A lot of people, you know, Sh- Shelton Tucker says a, a comment that I've seen like 19 times uh, and they just say, go dogs and welcome Brock. Uh, you guys are going to be, you guys are going to be flirting with nicknames because I've heard Brock star for both of you. Some people in the dog nation forum, that's our message board where they talk about all the recruits on the way. And they're like um, Brock stars is what they've called it. I um, mean, you know, you had to think, what are the odds of the quarterback I'm going to be playing with having the first name? What was Brock like when you first started to get to know him? I mean, it was just kind of over tech stuff. Just um, how you doing? Love to have you here. And um, kind of when I first really like met him in person was at that junior day. And I, I, just, I just remember all the coaches talking about him like, yeah, this dude's, this dude's a baller. Like he, we're pretty sure he's about to commit. And um, I remember we, we play, me and Coach Hartley played hit uh Brock and the quarterbacks coach in the game of cornhole so like we were just talking back and forth that whole time so that was that was pretty cool to get to know him then who won the cornhole you know I, I wasn't really paying attention too well and I shot over like the 21 or whatever so we got reset so we lost you know oh wow uh Garrett Horn he's got a question on everybody's mind I don't know if anybody knows the answer to this but if you had the chance to talk to Corey Foreman about coming from California and being a bulldog, what would you tell him? I mean, I just, I just think that uh, Georgia's gonna be something special in the future, like in the in the near future. And I just tell him that, I'd just be like, we're built, we're we're trying to build something over here. And I mean, he, he's just, he's just like a baller out there. He's just a beast out here. So love to have him out here. So, so Brock, this is he he shared this story with me a while back. He's a hunter. Loves to hunt, loves to fish a little bit, but an outdoors guy, likes being out in nature. And with no football practice, you finally got the chance to, to go out, I don't know, sit in the deer stand, I don't know what it was, but look for something. And, you know, no football practice, your, your, your time was freed up. And yet you had a first day, and then you've also had those brush fires that have kind of interfered with everything as well. Yeah, like literally the fires burn like up to the cabin, like where we stay at. And just like, it's pretty crazy to see like the pictures because like a part of the property is just like super thick of brush and it just burned it clean. Like it looks like you're like walking on the moon. So it's, it's pretty wow. crazy to see, but hopefully we'll get back up there either this weekend or next weekend after everything calms down. Brock, uh, it's funny. We were we were noticing, you know, you took all those pictures at Georgia for your junior day, and that was before you've dramatically changed your body, your strength level, your fitness. Going mm-hmm. back to you know January, February, I saw on Instagram you posted one of your trainers posted a before after picture. Now, mm-hmm. the young man in January, February looked like a really good football player because those are what all those poses we've got him on on Twitter and social media all those gun show poses or whatever, but you're a different dude than the guy that took those pictures, right? How have you changed your body from the last time you were at Georgia? Yeah, I mean, it, it was hard because uh, I actually broke my wrist in like the second to last game out here during the season. And so I was dealing with that. 
So I couldn't really lift upper body that much. And I was, and literally the day I got back from the Georgia trip back in January, I had surgery right on like that day I got back. And, um, and so then that picture was taken like right before I got surgery. So I was, I just like couldn't lift arms. So, you know, finally, finally got back at it. Uh, what's your biggest, uh, strength gains? If you went up on clean, went up on bench, where have you made the most, most gains so far? Um, I don't, I don't really know. I think it was, um, either it might be on shoulder press. Cause I, I've just been like, I've just been repping those out pretty good, but also like on squats too. Uh, question. What's your, uh, what's your favorite route to run as a tight end? This is a good one from uh, Colby Curry. Colby, thanks for your question. Um, I mean, I, I got a couple, but one, the one that I really like to run is just like a little like five yard out or like an arrow route. Just give me, I just want to get the ball like in space out there and just do just like either run over the corner or something like that, or, or run a corner high like that. That's, that's what I'd like to do too. Those would be very good calls. Have you thought about what an offense is, what a defensive coordinator is going to do with you in the slot and maybe Darnell and maybe a traditional tight end and then Pickens out wide. I mean, great googly moogly. I mean, you're going to have to pick which tight end to deal with. The one that, the one you want to figure out and put your best safety on, it's 6'3", six, 6'4", six, or the one that can run like you. Have you ever thought about, like, how a defense would able be able to defend Georgia with a, an elite running back, an elite quarterback, and all those pieces on the board? Yeah, I mean, I've thought about that, like, um, just like, having a great quarterback, having a great running back and just having Darnell there too. And then like me and like, they always, they always end up having good receivers too. So it would just be, it, I think it would just be tough for them to defend, especially if you load up on like one side and just r- run at them. All right, guys, I, I promised Brock, I wouldn't keep him too long, but you guys have a lot of questions. We wanted to talk a little bit about him. First and foremost, everybody give me a hoorah, give me a, you know, heck yeah, on the feeds or whatever, like it, you know, sent, you know, just from all of us, Brock, I know it, I know you got a lot of things going on, a lot of things to do. We, we're really thankful you had some time with us tonight to talk about you, your career, your life so far, and how it feels for you to be a Bulldog, man. Yeah, well, thank you. All right, Brock, me. take it, take it easy, buddy. And, you know, All-American tied in. Now we got a regular show to get to. We got to talk about the commitment board. We got to talk about everybody that was in Athens this weekend. We've got to talk about um, all the normal staples we have of a normal before the hedges show here on eight o'clock. Give me some feedback in there as well. I want to make sure all the, the upper management, the, the executive branch of Dog Nation sees this. How happy you guys are with the. Uh, the eight o'clock start time. We figured it'd give you more time to get home to, to be with your families around dinner time, and then give you something to watch um, late in the evening on Wednesday nights as we talk about all things Georgia, Georgia football recruiting, and of course everything here is brought to you by our far, fine partners at Kroger. Kroger is a big part of everything we do at Dog Nation. It's been a staple here on Wednesday nights for Before the Hedges for going on five plus years now, and Kroger right around the corner, your neighborhood grocery store. Here's a message from Kroger tonight. We'll get back to the show in just a moment, but first, a quick word from Kroger. Kroger has made shopping for the groceries and household essential items that you need even easier by offering free pickup. Just shop online, 
Choose a pickup time convenient for you and Kroger will carefully pick out your order and bring it to your vehicle when you arrive. So the next time you're ready to shop at Kroger, take advantage of the free pickup. It's just another way that Kroger is fresh for everyone. All right, guys, that is another message from Kroger. Kroger, you know, you get your click list, you can get in and out in the grocery store. Um, They have everything you want. I made a Kroger run this morning after I dropped my daughter off uh, at school. I mean, everything you want, always around there. So thankful for everything that Kroger um, brings to each and every one of our communities around Metro Atlanta and also the Southeast. Um, Just a fine, great neighborhood uh, grocery store for everybody to get in and get out and feed your family still during these very difficult times. Um, Now, you've had the All-American interview. I mean, look look at these last couple of weeks. We've had Javon Bullard. We've had Brock Bowers. Um, you know, that's what we try to do when somebody commits and the queue's filling up now because we got Nugget Warren to talk about now coming up um, in a future show. Uh, Georgia's public commitment list is now at 14. And, you know, and that's what we call here in the uh, streaming live intrepid recruiting reporter business as a perfect well-timed segue to pull up that commitment board list right now. And folks, I don't know if you noticed but Rivals did some re-ranking of the top 21, 2021 prospects over the last three or four days. That has brought some um, ups and downs, kind of migration a little bit, some evolution for Georgia on the commitment board in terms of some of the rankings from some of those commitments, especially one name in particular. Let's take a look at those commitments right now. First one I want to call to mind is obviously Brock Vandegrift. Uh, Brock Vandegrift has moved one spot down from number 12 to number 13. Uh, Vandegrift uh, was, was also a part of that big recruiting double emoji recruiting weekend down in Athens. Uh, four-star Micah Morris, he actually went down a spot as well. From uh, He's now number 56 overall. Uh, David Daniel, he went down three spots. He is now number 78 overall. Uh, a lot of the positional rankings have stayed the same for Vandergriff, Morris, and Daniel. But here's the big mover right here. They call him the man-child around uh, West Forsyth High School in Cumming, Georgia. Dylan Fairchild, who committed with us live here on Dog Nation way back at the end of May, uh, he moved up four spots to the nation's number five offensive guard. And he is now the number 90 overall prospect on the 24-7 sports composite. Um, That was a move of some 41 spots. He went from 131 overall in the country to 90 overall uh, in Georgia's class. Actually, Leapfrog leapfrog Brock Bowers out of Napa High School. He actually moved down to number 98 overall from number 93 overall. Uh, Brock Bowers, great guest, and I hope you guys enjoyed that. Number four. The four-star Lavoisier Carroll, number now he's he's down seven spots. He was number one hundred seven overall. Now he's down to one fourteen overall. Still, still the nation's number six running back, Jonathan Jefferson, who projects to be a defensive tackle, is down four spots to number forty-six overall. Elijah Judy is now number one seventy-one overall. Jamon Dumas Johnson actually went up five spots to the nation's number two hundred twelve overall prospect. Also up another spot after he got recently re-ranked from outside linebacker to inside linebacker. The new name on the list is Dejan Nugget Warren. Uh, He's actually out of Maryland. 
uh, same hometown actually as Jamon Dumas Johnson. It's kind of apropos seeing both of those guys right there, but he committed to Georgia this week. Uh, nation's number one cornerback, junior college, number two overall junior college prospect. Such a terrific story about him going from a junior college walk-on to barely getting any varsity games, just five varsity games at all. Uh, Nugget, we've been writing about him on Dog Nation for several months now. We just kind of had a feeling uh, that Nugget was, Nugget was going to wind up being a Georgia Bulldog. Uh, Chaz Chambliss, the guy that doesn't have a big hearty man's breakfast, even though he looks like it, according to Brock Bowers. Uh, he moved down 13 spots. He's now the number 250 um, overall prospect. Uh, Don A. Mitchell out of, uh, out of Antioch, Tennessee. He moved down to number 372 overall. You see Jared Wilson and Javon Bullard rounding up the uh, 14 public commitments for the 2021 class. Uh, I believe Georgia is still number 14 overall in the country. Obviously, I would look for that um, final ranking to move up considerably. Uh, part of the show that you guys are always interested in, top targets. We've got some movement here. I think we've reached a point in the cycle where I don't need to keep adding new names into them or at least keeping to expand the top list. Now we're down to a 12. Uh, we're, we're naming 12 top targets. If we had to go deeper, I'd probably, you know, you, you use some of the names like maybe Jackson Meeks, who you're going to hear about a little bit later, maybe Marlon Dean, who you're going to hear about a little bit later um, as well. I think those guys would probably be, you know, just off the uh, periphery of, uh, you know, who would be outside the top target list. But number 12 this week, he's moved down. I believe he's stayed the same. Number 12 is Donovan Edwards. That's the running back out of West Bloomfield. The more and more I think about it, the more likely it seems to me that Georgia might on, only end up with one running back in this class. Uh, the next name up is Shamar Turner out of DeSoto, Texas. That's a defensive end, defensive end type hybrid out of Texas. Going to have to take one of those unofficial visits on his own, much like Brock Bowers and his family did. And number 10, since the visit happened, since he has now seen Georgia or been around Georgia, hasn't got the full grand tour yet, but he's gotten – at least he's dipped his big <clears throat> his big toe into the water, so to speak, and got to check out Athens, Georgia. Mason Smith has moved up three spots this week to number 10 on the top targets list. Would certainly be a terrific get-your-weight belt, get-your-toe-chain <clears throat> – type of pull out of Louisiana, but um, you can't sign him. You can't get the commitment until you get him on campus first, and then you get him back. Uh, that's Mason Smith out of Louisiana. Number nine on our list is Kamari Lasseter out of American Christian in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Another big cornerback target. I think everybody saw Mike Griffiths reporting tonight for Dog Nation. I do believe Mike had that story first on the Georgia beat about Darren Branch. Um, the late Ole Miss flip in the 2020 class that he has left the team and he doesn't have um, – he's pondering whether or not he would rejoin the program. Uh, that was the defensive back out of uh, Louisiana as well. Former Miami commit, former Ole Miss commit, that places a premium on Georgia getting a lot of defensive backs for this cycle. <clears throat> Number eight on our list is Tim Keenan out of Ramsey High School in Birmingham. Been some up and downs with Keenan over the last two or three weeks, I might believe. Um, Alabama, Georgia, those two have always been the, the schools that kind of felt like those were the schools that Tim Keenan were, was going to choose from. 
got great relationships with both programs, especially Trey Scott, especially Scott Cochran. Uh, it will be very interesting to see what Tim Keenan eventually decides to do. His announcement date is set for August the 29th. Number seven, Xavier Sori. They call him Scissorhand Sori. Um, he's now in IMG Academy. He is number seven. Uh, number six is four-star defensive tackle Tyrion Ingram Dawkins out of Gaffney, South Carolina. But it was very interesting. There was a tweet um, from Tyrion um, that he sent. He had since pulled down, but uh, Tyrion had made the had tweeted out when he saw some of the social media pictures and information coming out over the weekend about the big, you know, mega secret, double secret, don't tell a soul recruiting visit in Athens. Um, he made the comment that he wondered why he wasn't invited to Athens this past weekend. Number five, Nyland Green out of Newton uh, in Covington, Georgia. Nyland Green is, um, you know, you see, you hear a lot of Georgia about him. Auburn and Clemson have been in the past. Recently, it's been reported that he took a visit to Tennessee. I would expect Nyland Green to try and take one of those impromptu visits like 45 minutes down the road to check out Athens as well. Number four on our list this week is Smile Munden Jr. out of Paulden County in Dallas, Georgia. Um, he moves down a spot, but I think you guys are not going to put my feet to the fire too much for the reason why he moves down. We moved Corey Foreman, the five-star, out of Corona, California. Corey Foreman uh, moves up to the number three spot. I believe that's a jump of two spots for Corey Foreman, at least one spot for Corey Foreman. Was very big to get Corey Foreman back to Georgia. He'd already been to Georgia last summer. He had a very favorable opinion of Georgia uh, last summer from that visit when um, he almost committed to Georgia that weekend, but he wound up eventually committing to Clemson. Uh, number two on the list remains number two there for the second or third consecutive week. That is Terry and Arnold out of John Paul Catholic in Tallahassee, Florida. And number one on our list for um, as many weeks as it's been um, since it didn't appear that Tony Grimes was going to be a part of the Georgia class any longer, Marius Mims out of Bleckley County, Georgia. He has got a commitment date coming up in October, which gives us the perfect time right now to roll into uh, the expected or announced. We call them the TBA, TBA or TBD timelines for some of the priority Georgia targets. We'll start off with Tim Keenan. That's on August the 29th. Kamari Lassiter kind of always felt like August, September was what Kamari was going to do there. Dawkins, um, we keep revising our estimations on him. Um, could be anywhere from August to September. Uh, Shamar Turner, we mentioned him earlier, September, October. feels like the proximity. The aforementioned Mount Mims, Amarius Mims on October the 14th. I think Nyland Green, he's told me that he would like to do it somewhere around the middle of the season. And, you know, props to the Newton County and the Newton Rams program. They just learned last night uh, that they were going to get their season restored, so they're back practicing again. I know that makes a lot of those boys very, very happy. Uh, Donovan Edwards, I think that's going to hinge on visits. Uh, Smile Munden Jr. It could be at any time to be determined, but it certainly feels like December for Mr. Munden. Xavier uh, Sori is expected to sign during the early signing period. That's the very talented athletic linebacker. Uh, Mason Smith, he's now taken one visit to Georgia. Uh, he's yet to visit the campus, be in front of the staff, try on the gear, everything else like that. But uh, going to hinge on him as well for the December early signing period. Corey Foreman, another guy, December early signing period. And four-star safety, Terry and Arnold. December to February is what the range could be. 
but he has told me it would likely be the traditional national signing day, February-ish, um, for him to make up his decision. His visits, you see, you see a lot of chatter for him, uh, Alabama, Florida State, um, Georgia. Those seems like the really big teams to watch there for Terry and Arnold. Um, and I guess he would put Florida in that as well, but not as extreme as maybe Alabama, Georgia um, right there. Speaking of chatter, we've got a few examples of our online chatter this week. Just a few things we saw on the internet that we wanted to bring to your attention. I think the first one uh, that I'll, that I'll share. I mean, you guys have been probably waiting the whole show. Maybe you haven't seen this yet. It was all over the internet. Somebody else posted it on their Instagram account. I think it originally came from Corey Foreman's Snapchat. Uh, but let's pull up this Instagram post from the Instagram user Kirby's visor. Check out that truck. Check out all those five stars there. You see Xavier Sori. You see Lavassier Carroll. You see Terry and Arnold. You see Amarius Mims. You see Brock Vandegrift. You see Mason Smith. You see Corey Foreman. Lots of big name targets um, for Georgia in the 2021 cycle. Amazing all those constellation of stars could gather together in Athens town to hang out with, with one another. That's basically what it's been described to me as. They all had a hang. They all just trying to catch the vibe off one another, see how well they relate to each other. And basically it's a whole big weekend of, I like that dude. I think I could play with that guy. That's a guy that I think I could go to, go to war with, strap it up with and play some football with. That largely was the biggest possible step that Georgia needed to take this weekend with a lot of those guys, as well as a lot of those guys just getting to see the campus, see some of the city, maybe walk by, drive by the stadium, see what the facilities look like. Of course, they could have no contact with the Georgia staff um, whatsoever as well. The next one I want to pull up is um, a recent ad from uh, – this was a recent offer from – Jackson Meeks. Now, he's out of Central Phoenix, the Red Devils of Phoenix City, Alabama. Great program. They've sent uh, Justin Ross. They've sent a lot of very good players. E.J. Williams, uh, Justin Ross, and E.J. Williams both went to Clemson. They have produced a lot of fantastic receivers um, over the last few years. I think E.J. Williams went to Clemson. Went to Clemson. He might have went to Auburn. But Jackson Meeks, let's follow this story. Sophomore year, has an ACL injury, not playing. Uh, junior year, fights back, works his way back with that first year post the ACL. His senior year, he started out with a bang against Hoover High School. 13 catches, 223 yards, three touchdowns against Hoover High School. Uh, Georgia's coaches have been talking to him. He has a high interest in Georgia. Georgia sends out the offer. He told me right after that offer, that uh, Coach Hankton likes the way he works, his work ethic, and how he grinds when no one is watching. Jackson Meeks also told me that he is very thrilled to have the offer and he could see himself playing in Athens. Big uh, late 2021 cycle, or at least it feels like it, for a wide receiver prospect in the 2021 class. And this is a guy whose ratings will skew and change considerably based on his senior season of high school football. lot going on. Let me make sure I have a chance to take a breath. Um, here's the tweet from Eric Stokes. I want to bring mine. These are two young men in the Newton County, Rockdale area. Uh, 
Eric Stokes. This was after Dejan. Get that name right, folks. Dejan with an accent mark after the E. Nugget committed to Georgia, and Eric Stokes tweets out that he's just waiting on Nylon Green to come be a dog. And then Nylon Green puts the emojis on there. There was another tweet this week as well about how Nylon watched a blitz play, and he wanted uh, he wanted to be sent sent turned loose on the quarterback as well. He tagged Eric Stokes in that tweet as well. And the final tweet is from this fellow named Centel. I think he is uh, one of those reporters out there. You never know if it's fake news or not, but I wanted to take a chance. I, I wanted to talk. If you guys saw the stories about MJ Morris, we put a recent update on MJ Morris, kind of what the Gunner Stockton commitment meant for him, what where he thinks about Georgia now, what he thinks will happen, what his timeline looks like. We had a great detailed story about MJ Morris and his transfer to Pace Academy uh, on dognation.com yesterday. But we also had a little fun, and I called it, and I'm trying to riff to find a, try to find a good nickname for it. I finally came out up with Big Band Theory, which is when I talk to a recruit, I'm taking pictures, I'm having an in depth interview, talking about a lot of things. But one of the things you always notice is the rubber bands. Everybody has rubber bands these days, especially the recruits. They're big, thick, like filet mignon size rubber bands as well. And I had the opportunity to just chat up uh, MJ for about two minutes. And I said, MJ, what's the deal with your bands? What's the story behind all your bands? I want you guys to see a little bit of MJ Morris right here. You got on there. How long have they been on there? Uh, we got the Clemson one. This one, this this one's been on there for about two weeks. You got the LSU. This happened when I got the offer there. Uh, we got training with Jay. This is we have Coach Miller. It's one of his bands. We got do it for Chase. It was um Chase McDaniel's at Carrollton High School. He passed away from cancer. I always remember him. I always wear this band wherever I go. Uh, we got UGA. It's been on there for a long, long time. And then we got Bama. This has been on there for when I went to the Bama LSU game. So. <laughs> You know, people say don't pay attention to the shirts that kids are wearing. It could be just gear they have, and that's what they grab going out of their house. Yeah. Do bands, do the bands, are they like a sign or anything? Is that like a, a weather report about schools that you're no, feeling? No, no. What, what, is mean, that, what does that mean? The what? bands, I mean, the, the, the bands are kind of just there for like, I mean, it's, it's just kind of cool to look down and see them on your wrist. I mean, I mean, probably definitely when I commit or something, I'll definitely wear one school or something like that. When I have a top school, I definitely wear only those schools. But right now, I just kind of, I kind of have like 50 bands in total. I kind of just like put on whichever kind of color I'm wearing that day. I kind of just match with it. You got 50, so do you got like seven of this school, six of this school, three of this school? Kind of, I mean, like most of them are kind of Alabama, Georgia, and Auburn, since those are the schools I've been to the most. I have, I have some Georgia ones. I have some LSU ones. I have a, I have a, I have a lot of Clemson ones. You could add two bands to your collection. Which, which bands do you want that you got offers from? I'm sure there's, uh, there's a bunch of them, right? Definitely, definitely Mizzou, and definitely Florida State. Wow. All right, guys. Now you got some, you know, big band talk right there from uh, MJ Mile Morris. I love how he had the uh, the band hashtag Do It for Chase. That was because of a young man who fought cancer to the very end at Carrollton High School a year ago. It affected that program, and the young man that played for it played there for the Trojans very deeply. I think it will carry it with them the rest of their lives. And you see how M.J. Morris is certainly doing that. He's, uh, he told me 
<clears throat> that he'll likely carry that have that band on his wrist for as long as he possibly can. It's always on his wrist. Now's the time for Before the Hedges where fire away, folks. That's as simple as I can put it. You got a question? You want to know anything about Georgia recruiting? I'm going to go to Facebook. I'm going to go to YouTube. I'm going to peruse your comments. You guys got a question? Um, you want to know anything on, from Before the Hedges tonight? Feel free to shoot. <clears throat> Colby Curry says, for some reason, he sees Steve McNair in him and how he throws the ball. I tell you what, what you need to see that MJ Morris film. We had it all over that story, but, you know, I was talking to Dog Nation Forum today about, you know, maybe another 22, and that'd be Braden Davis, the guy who transferred out of Delaware to Florida. And just a difference between Georgia high school football and a difference between what what they produced and what they play up there in Delaware. Um, MJ is just a very, very impressive runner in the open field. To go along with the reads he's making, he'll be able to make multiple reads in the Pace Academy offense. He'll have a lot of receivers around him as well. Just a different gear of a player when you look at MJ, Miles Morris, and what he did last year for Carrollton. Basically only 80-85% health as well. He had to have surgery at the end of his season there at Carrollton. Um, not a bad comparison, though, Colby. Tim Berklich, I'm going to jump on this question. Uh, as of right now, 24-7 has Georgia ranked 12 in recruiting as the media's uh, UJ re recruiting expert. What is my prediction as Georgia's final 2021 recruiting rank? I think third. I think third. I think third. Enrique Murillo, I think uh, I would agree with you. I think the Georgia Bulldogs will close strong. That's what they always do. Looks like everybody is celebrating um, – Freddie Freeman going oppo against the Yankees. How's Ian Anderson doing, guys, the call up? How – I know he started out tremendous. Has he uh, kept dealing? <laughs> Elite GB, over your pay grade. Well, GB, you have a pretty high pay grade with the folks around Dog Nation, man. Who's the one recruit that you want – that you know and you want and you got to feel has to be in the 2021 class. You can name one for me. I'll see. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what we think things going on there. Sea uh, Dog West. Uh, well, thank you, sir. I, uh, I do appreciate it. It feels like work. It is work, but some days it it's really it's a really great a lot of days actually. I'm I'm thankful and blessed to realize what I get to do here for um, Dog Nation. That's for certain. Sean Thomas, you want to know any hints on who and when the next commit is coming? Hmm. Sean, I think I still think kind of defensive ball, defensive side of the ball is where I would look. Uh, Colby Curry's got some welcome family. Welcome, Brock. Uh, YouTube, you got any more questions? Uh, <laughs> yeah, Tim, I, you know, I think. Anytime Kirby Smart's the head coach at the University of Georgia, I think three, even in the midst of a global pandemic, I mean, a, a flock of wild locusts, um, brush fires, um, a zombie apocalypse, uh, there being no more Twitter and TikTok or social media, I still think the Georgia staff led by Kirby Smart, the way they go about recruiting everything the right way, covering every single little detail, 
I still think they'd figure out a way, find out a way to finish second or third in the country, even under the most dire situations. And, you know, give me about, uh, Tim, I'll be able to give me about another month, month and a half, and I'll be able to revise that prediction, whether it goes from second or to fourth. I think second, third, fourth would probably be my comfortable projection range right now. Uh, Hunter Beer, thanks for the update on Ian Anderson. He pitched six innings in game one. All right. Uh, let me check Facebook. What do you guys got going on? On Facebook, uh, Emery David Davis, my take on Coach Orgeron's comments. I think uh, I think when you draw – it wasn't just Georgia now. It was Oklahoma as well. I think uh, when you draw ire like that, especially when it comes from the, the one prospect that Orgeron simply has to keep in state this year as a must, that would be Mason Smith, probably one of the best defensive tackles we will see in quite some time right up there with Jalen Carter type ability, maybe even a little bit north of Jalen Carter type ability, just because Mason's a little bit bigger. I don't know if he's as, as athletic, um, but I think the skill sets are on par when you consider the size of those two young men. But let me say this, and let me say this very clearly. For LSU to do what it did last year, to win the national championship, and then to lose a player the caliber of Mason Smith from their home state to a key SEC rival, that would be a disappointing turn of events for LSU and Coach Orgeron. Not, you know, probably I know a lot of a lot of coaches saw what Oklahoma did, saw what Georgia did, or at least the commitments did. Now let's 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 be real on this. I'm sure this had the blessing, or you know, but Georgia's coaches didn't really have a whole lot to do with this. This was largely led by Lavoisier Carroll and Brock Vandegrift, the same way Caleb Williams and his father kind of led that Sooner Summit up in Norman. And I think the coaches that are really complaining about this right now are perhaps the coaches that wish they would have thought about this as well. Because in the event of the pandemic and you can't get recruiting momentum, I mean, think about all the things Georgia's lost. They've lost recruits coming to visit them in Athens for spring practice. They've, they've lost G-Day. They've lost the scavenger hunt. They've lost the summer cookout. They've lost all the junior days. They've lost the ability for the players to come in and out during team camps. They've lost the ability for them to come in and out and watch them during fall camp. They're largely going to lose most every recruiting weekend as well for in for in season visits and game visits as well. I mean, the the earliest it could be now is October the first, and I don't even know what that will look like. If recruits are allowed in the building, I wonder what the current state of the coronavirus in Georgia and all those other communities would allow uh, them to even mingle with the team or be around the team whatsoever. They might just be part of those fans in the stands that are kind of cordoned off as well. Marshall Fleming, I, I know what you're saying, man. I know what you're saying. Jalen Carter is going to be an immediate two-day play, two deep player at Georgia. He will be a forced, he will be a force for Georgia really early on. Um, Mason Smith, though, don't make a lot of dudes like that, just like they don't make a lot of dudes like Trayvon Walker. Or, or Jalen Carter.
Pete Ellis makes the declarative statement if Georgia got all those guys that visited this weekend, uh, they could possibly have a shot at number one, and they could. Certainly, well, I'll tell you what it would do, Pete, is it would everybody would be like, well, gosh, got to look at Georgia. Look what they just did getting Corey Foreman and Mason Smith, guys like Marius Mims, Xavier Sori, Terry and Arnold. Everyone in that truck was an All-American. You know, Noah Sheldon throws out a thought here. He says he thinks Corey Foreman can become the greatest Georgia pass rushers of all time if he commits to us. Noah, I, I get what you're saying, but whew, Nolan Smith was something as well. And he's something we had never seen before, the speed of a wide receiver. He, he was more athletic than the wide receivers and running backs at the opening, and yet he was 6'3", 235 pounds, um, pass rusher. Um, Adam Anderson's much the same guy. Just get more and more of those guys in the program, have them competing have them coming in off the edge and you're going to have a good time stopping teams. All right, guys, it has been a night. We had Brock Bowers. We had uh, full show top targets. We discussed a little bit about that truckload of recruits in Athens. Um, you know, Mason Smith is going to be very hard to pull out of Louisiana. I'm going to stress that. Uh, I think Corey Foreman coming to Georgia would grease the wheels or make the miracle open up to maybe 30, 35%. Uh, if, if Corey Foreman chooses Georgia, it, it opens up the realm of possibility for Mason Smith. I think Georgia's in a much better place with the guys like um, the rest of the guys that were on that truck, uh, especially the fantastic safety cornerback type. Uh, Terry and Arnold, that's a guy that I've been writing about a lot lately because I do think he is indeed very special. Um, I put this in the Dog Nation forum recently that I can't recall ever, ever a recruit, not D'Angelo Gibbs, not LeCount, not Tyson Campbell. I can't recruit, remember anybody, not Jalen Kimber, not Keely Ringo, ever a recruit telling them that Kirby Smart said that the Jim Thorpe Award was, that was likely possible for that young man in his college career, but also – getting an invitation to the Heisman ceremony as well. That is some very esteemed prospect evaluation there for one Terry and Arnold out of Tallahassee, Florida. Thanks to everybody at Kroger. Thanks to everybody on Facebook and YouTube for stopping by. Thanks to my dog for not barking anymore during our show. Major thanks, most importantly, to Brock Bowers. Hope you guys enjoyed that interview. Hope you guys saw what a special young man with some dynamic talent that is on his way to the University of Georgia. Just a down-home country boy, small-town kid in Napa, California. Uh, I believe him when he says that he just didn't want to be around a lot of people. University of Washington, which is the number two school, uh, is in Seattle. Big, big city. Um, Athens, Georgia, much, much smaller, almost as small as Napa as well. Had a large role, had a very large role in where Brock Bowers decided he wanted to go to school. Everybody, thanks for hanging out. You got Brandon, Brandon Adams tomorrow. Uh, Dog Nation Daily, 10 a.m. Got another Cover 4 live with the boys uh, tomorrow afternoon as well. Hope everybody can catch us on Cover 4 at 3 p.m. tomorrow. Or, excuse me, 6 p.m. tomorrow. Uh, those are the two Dog Nation streaming programs scheduled for tomorrow. Check all of our coverage out on the pages of dognation.com. Uh,
tomorrow. We'll have some more stories going up as well. Uh, I'm Jeff Centel. Hope everybody get to that Kroger. Have yourself a good week. Have yourself a good weekend. And good job by those Atlanta Braves today taking two from the New York Yankees. Take it easy, take it easy everybody. You have yourself. Let's go. I'm a bulldog. So George who won't pick it. I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business. Education is important. Trying to reach the next level. I want the best in life. I never settle.